Thank you. Thank you, Senator Ball. Any other plans, Senator Mania? I'm glad I got to speak after Senator Ball. I just want to really first to say I want to first of all thank Senator Woolridge because I did appeal to her last week with regard to my issue with the camps at St. George's, and she did follow through in terms of pointing um, people in my direction. And I had the opportunity to meet with the PS for um, Community Culture and the two camp coordinators. And we had an hour and 15-minute session, and we hashed out the concerns that I had with regard to the camps in terms of ratio for numbers. And I, and I shared the numbers with Senator Woolridge saying that there was one camp that had 62 children and five counselors, and the other camp had 23 children, and I was corrected. It was not 16 counselors. It was actually 14 counselors. But you can understand the concern from a parental standpoint um, with, uh, and I'll state my interest, having the daughter at the camp with 62 children. Um, we did meet. We discussed it. We found some ways, and I threw some ideas out to them where how, because the two camps are relatively close to each other, that there could be um, a sharing of resources and also gave some ideas for um, next year's camp so that we avoid um, situations like this. So not only did I raise a, an issue that came to me through my constituents and my parents in my area, I addressed it. I addressed it once in this chamber, and then I took it offline to Senator Woolwich, and I thank her because I know she acted promptly on it because they came right back to me, and I immediately met with them. So I believe that we have, well, it may not be the best solution, but it was um, a solution that will um, hopefully be in place for this summer, and that will, um, I mean, we can't safeguard against and, and everything, Madam Acting President. But we're doing, there are, what I believe is that more is being done to um, ensure the safety of our children as a result of the conversation and ideas that were put forth. So I do want to thank um, the Santa Awards for that, and not only that I didn't just come with the problem, I offered many solutions, and I'm um, offered to continue to do that should, they need, should I be needed to in the future. So it's unfortunate that Senator Bowles on here to hear all of those comments, just that he knows that we do put forth ideas. My second um, matter, Madam Vice, Vice President, um, was last week I listened intensively um, to the comments around this table with regard to, uh, to the Ombudsman's report. And I... Um, I listened because I had myself fully digested it, and when I say digested, I can read something once and there are some things I get from it, but there, a second and a third time, I may be able to pull things or get concerns from it, and, um, and, I, and you know, I just wanted to see. And I can tell you this, that I um, happen to either work with or have several friends who are professionals. And equally in that, I have some that are at this time jobless. So the 802 number that was mentioned last week, yes, I do know probably a good bit of people who fall into that category. So I, do, um, I have had lots of feedback, actually, with regard to the Ombudsman's report and lots of concerns as it relates to um, 
Bermudians applying for jobs. Firstly, I want to thank the members, staff members who work in the Ombudsman's office, because I, did, I must say that in reading the entire report, I found it to be um, well-written and well-presented. And also in having some discussions with a few of my professional colleagues, we uh, all agreed that it was um, a report that had ease of reading. And let me say that we were able to understand. It, there wasn't like high-level things that we couldn't understand. We were able to break it down. There was sufficient information, even in terms of graphs and things like that. But the section that related to the Ministry of Human Affairs, I'm sure you can understand, was one that most people wanted to discuss and where the major concern was. In some cases, I had some that shared with me that it was concerning to them because in their heart, they sort of, they, they, what they read could have confirmed what they believed was happening, right? And so we've never really, um, you know, black and white is probably the best form of evidence of anything as we, when we look at things, Madam Vice President. So I'm not going into detail with regard to the entire um, section as it related to the immigration matter. But what I am going to touch on is that, in my opinion, the, what I thought to be a breakdown in this entire process, and where most of my um, discussions were centered around. When I read um, the area that said that the mailbox was removed prior to the closing date, I immediately um, alert. Any mailbox that's removed prior to a closing date for an application in itself hampers the process. And I think those of us that sit around this table, we can only be honest and say that who, we don't know who we may have missed. And even if it was a day or two days, it doesn't matter. A closing date is a closing date. And up until that point, anyone who believes that they're suitably qualified can apply for a job. If the mailbox was removed, and, and it was in the report proven that it was um, prior to the closing date, then how do we know? How do we know that a suitably qualified Bermudian would not have applied for the job? They may have been someone who applies at the absolute last minute on the last day, 4.49, prior to the close of business on that day. But when we have a situation where we, can, we have documented proof that this happened, then we do have a flaw in our process. And it's a flaw that, who did it benefit? Point of order. Point of order, um, The Senator is misleading the Senate. There was no absolute proof in this particular instance. It was alleged, and we believed, but there was no documented evidence of that. Mailbox being closed. We believed that that was the case. Well, we believed that the box was closed the day prior. In instances like this, where, how do we proceed? Madam President, Madam Vice President, I'm sorry. Um, I understand that, and I, and I listened intently, trust me, I did. I understand that the ministry is busy. It was explained that it was busy under the Progressive Labor Party, 
And it's busy under the one Bermuda Alliance, and I'm talking about the Ministry of Education because I see my colleague looking puzzled, but he explained that they were, they're busy. We understand that difficult decisions have to be made sometimes. Uh, most of us get that. We do... Um, one order, I, again, the senator is misleading the Senate. At no time did we say in our report, in response to the Ombudsman's report, that the ministry was simply busy. We made it very clear exactly the process that was followed, and I, in fact, laid out the process that I followed as well. This is completely misleading. It's not accurate in any way. Thank you very much, Madam, Madam Vice President. And so what I'm going at, what I'm, where I'm going with this, Madam Vice President, is that um, when we have decisions that are made, and when we have things that may be wrong, we have an opportunity to correct. And so where I'm going with that is that when we um, can see, or when we see, in my opinion, that something has gone wrong, I believe we should correct. And sometimes the correction for that may be harsh, but it may also be an example for going forward. We need to... Um, Madam Vice President, Bermudians need to trust the process for employment. We have, last week, last week we saw the updated labor force numbers, and 802 people lost jobs. That's nothing to be taken mildly, Vice President, and I'm not saying that the one Bermuda Alliance government does. But for every job that's put out there, there needs to be a fair and equitable process in place for Bermudians to apply for the job. And I'm not saying that Every Bermudian that applies is going to be um, suitably you know, meet the criteria and get the job. But what I'm saying is the process needs to be fair and equitable for them to apply for the job. The ombudsman's reports reveal several what they believe to be breakdowns in the process. But in my opinion, I still believe that we, as leaders, parliamentarians, ministers have control of the process and we should ensure that Bermudians have a fair and equitable process to applying for a job in their country. Madam President, I said this, Madam Vice President, I've said this before in these chambers and I'm going to say it again, if we start something wrong, it will end wrong. And unfortunately in this case, I believe it ended wrong for the Bermudian applicant. The question um, isn't whether she was qualified or not for the position, because I'm not a human resource manager, so I don't, you know, I don't put, put, even try to be one outside of these chambers. But the question is, do we have a fair and equitable process for Bermudians when they apply for jobs? And if, and I say if, something is um, deemed to either be believed or proven or whatever that that happens, then we need to act and do what's right to protect the integrity of the process. Madam President, I applaud actually the professional who came forth with this because the other side and the flip side of that is that it takes a great deal of courage to stand up and put sometimes your personal business in a public arena. Um, in speaking with people, 
and tell you um, who feels they nerve it. There are several who probably, um, I'm sorry, there are several persons that I spoke to, and I say several, meaning three in particular, who had similar situations. And they spoke about the fact that they did not feel um, comfortable taking it forth for fear of being blacklisted and things like that. And that's something else that I think that we need to address because we should not feel that we cannot bring situations to the forefront for fear of reprisal and all these other things. I think that um, we, we have a long way to go. And I believe that, you know, I, I, I'm hearing the comments around the table, I, you know, and I, I sit back and I look at the numbers, real numbers as well, Madam President. And I know that 800 jobs being lost is a serious number. And I'm say 802 jobs is a serious number. And we need to put some urgency and some fire behind trying to create jobs for that. I know that we are, but it's very difficult for someone who may not have food on their table and, and struggling to keep a roof over their head to understand these things. We sat here the other day and we listened to the um, urgency in, the, in helping to obtain status for PRC holders. And one of the things that we said in these chambers on several occasions is that they're not taking our jobs because they already have jobs. Well, the same urgency in granting status should be, should be given to funding for jobs for Bermudians. Madam President, I'm going to close this, and I'm going to say it three times in this, and I'm hoping that someone's listening. The process needs to be fair and equitable. Thank you very much, Madam President. Thank you, Senator Ming. Any other senators?